this is Christina. And Jackie. And, and it's your neighbor's hood. That was good. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> so today we are talking about... White confessionals. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't your priest. No. I ain't your pastor. Mm-mm. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> so we've, we've had all kinds of interesting experiences since the podcast has launched. Yeah. And I've been noticing some themes. I'm always analyzing and just trying to listen to feedback, you know, and yeah. I've noticed that uh, white people feel the need to confess racial transgressions that they've made or say, I'm not racist, but, or, oh, I, oh, I know this person. And, and just proceed to tell me litanies of just really disturbing stuff. Yeah. But then it goes nowhere. Yeah. And so I, so this episode is really about those stories, why I think they happen and what we can do, maybe what's more productive. Yeah. And then we also talk about how when black folks get the opportunity to confront yeah. white folks. We share an experience. How it's almost, it's almost the same thing that's happening when white folks are confronting you with race conversations. So it's it's an interesting dynamic, and we're always looking for ways to move forward. But this is... Yeah, it's a good... This is the next podcast, Yeah, right? so check it out. Check it out. And we're dropping in right when Christina's kind of telling us a little bit about... Yeah, some of those about experiences. Some of those experiences. And here you go. Hope you guys enjoy it. It's hard. Okay. This one's a hard one because I, so I feel like I've been listening. Um, I've delved into this work. And I didn't tiptoe into it. I did a dive into the deep end. And I feel like I've, what I've been hap- has been happening is when people hear, white people hear about the podcast, they get excited, which is great. Yeah. They learn a lot, which is great. But then the other thing that happens more often than not is people confess things to me. And, you know, they start talking about, well, I did this. And I did, and they have so much shame and Mm -hmm. guilt um, because of things they realize that they've said or done, and they feel the need to get it off their chest. Mm -hmm. Has that that happened to you? Can you expound on that? I feel like they tell on each other. Yeah. (laughs) It's more like, I have this friend, and I don't know if it's them or if it's their friend, but it is. Mm -hmm. I do get, I do, it does become story time. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I have this person that I know that did this, that did that. And so... At first, you know, I would listen and keep listening, and I and I don't have I, this reference is another episode. What is it? The PPR. PPRs. Can you tell us just for yeah? Example, so what that PPRs is. are pre-planned responses. Yeah. The responses that you create for the things that you want to do better at, yeah. or that you know you need to work at. Yes. So when you get in that situation, I need to come up with. You already mine. have a way to respond. You don't have to think about it. You can respond rather than react. Yes. And so I'm saying I need mine. I'm working on that. Uh, always a work in progress, but. What I've seen is that it's detrimental to me, and then we end the conversation, and nothing good has come. I have not that person doesn't walk away any better, or if they think they did because they got something off their chest and they feel that they need, they felt like they needed to share something. And I'm just gonna put this out: look, white people, we're all guilty. (laughs) So, so just let's just come from that premise of having prejudice and bias. Okay, so confessing it to someone doesn't necessarily help or do anything does that make sense but for them it might help you like it so? might because think about i mean why do catholics go to the priest yeah they want someone to forgive them Catharsis. someone in a place of a positional authority or positional power yeah. or whatever that looks like that they feel has been granted that power to forgive them yeah and so I think oh, pardon. Yeah, or because don't they start with for God the Father forgive me for I've sinned? I'm a Catholic, I don't know. I don't know. 
That's all for, I think. Well, I worked with a guy who would go to mass yeah. during the week, during work, and he's like, hey, I need to go to confessional. And I was always like, hey, do what you got to do. But I'm like, damn, you got a lot of stuff confessed. Like, sure. I don't know how many times a week I'm confessing, but just think about that. If you yeah. get the opportunity to unload. Yeah. So you're right. So, okay, you're right. So if I think about it, it's like, it's a, maybe like confessing and sharing things you've done wrong is good but then like I think the next thing you need to we need to do collectively is say okay now what because I think what happens for me and this is why I need my responses planned is that it just drones on and on and then like nothing nothing I'm always about the now what so what now what Mm -hmm. okay like where do we go from here and I think a lot of what keeps white fragility white supremacy all of these negative things in place uh, is not examining ourselves and then moving forward. And guilt keeps us in place. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like guilt and shame keeps a lot of white people silent and just keeps us from doing work at all because they just feel so bad about what, and, and overwhelmed because they feel overwhelmed when they start to see and study history on what's happened. Mm-hmm. They don't know where to go. Does that make sense? So, but then, then when they unload, are you saying like that you want, a way for them to do something with the unloaded? Yeah, I think what it needs to be done is just looking at the guilt and the shame and then examining it, having that feeling, but not staying in it. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Because I remember we went to an event together and there was a little the white woman who kept saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I'm she's saying, like, I can't even look at you in the face. Yeah. I was like, girl, I'm sorry. But, but see, yeah, how, you, can't, you can't heal a relationship or a divide until we we acknowledge the shame and the guilt and then and then say it's there but then then move forward does that make sense yeah and stop living in it yeah so what is the most shameful and i'm putting that in air quote thing yeah that you think somebody has revealed to you you know um probably a lot just just bad thoughts or negative thoughts or biases they had that they didn't know they had or words that they'd said that were hurtful they didn't know you know stuff I can't think of like one specific Mm -hmm. thing but it's more of just in general it's just things that they didn't even know that they said were wrong or how they may have hurt a person of color in their lives that didn't say anything and then it hurt severed a relationship Mm -hmm. and so and then a lot of it's just the guilt of once you study history I think people start to To sit in that yeah and so I'm saying that guilt is okay. It's just, and actually, it's a good, it's a good stepping stone in this work because I've done that. But I'm past feeling guilty all the time. I mean, if I no. felt guilty all the time, I wouldn't be able to do wouldn't this podcast. To do yeah. So what? It, well, I mean, that, but what's the other recourse? What can they do? Like that's the thing is like I see that people see you as a white woman mm-hmm. who is familiar with other communities, sure. and so it's like. Holy shit! Like what? What? What have I done? Can you help me sort through? Yeah. Like what? Well, well the first thing is owning your humanity, owning it, and that's yeah. what I think a lot of us white people don't do. We don't want to admit it, so that's gonna that's a big pill to swallow, is sitting and saying that it's very we more than likely have just by big growing up in society that we have grown up in, we have said something biased, we have said something racist, we've done something racist. Um, understanding that and not beating ourselves up for it. That's not the end of the world. It doesn't even make you a bad person. Mm-hmm. It just, it's by nature where, how we've grown up. Um, and then acknowledging that guilt and then sitting with it. And honestly, you know, forgiving yourself. That's, I've had to do that with like things that I've said to, you know, to, to you or not even you on the campaign or ignorant things. And then I could be, I, if I stay in beating myself up, nothing happens. 
I won't ever keep being your friend mm -hmm. because I'm going to feel like everything I do is wrong. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. And I think a lot of white people feel that way. They feel like everything they do or say is going to be wrong. And I think what we also have to realize is we're probably going to keep saying wrong stuff. <laughs> and that's yeah. not good, but... But if we stay, if but what happens is, and I'm, I see this, and I, I, it's a theory that I hold that that's why a lot of our like black and white communities don't also hang out all the time together because we feel uncomfortable. White don't do what? Hang out as much together or have cross you know, friend, like close friendships, yeah. you know, because we're afraid of what what we're gonna say, you know. I'm gonna be honest. I'd rather them confess to you than confess to me. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. Can you speak to that? Because yeah. I, I didn't, this wasn't even a thing until I, for me, this wasn't a thing until I did this podcast. Yeah, it's, I, I'm not, I, I just don't know what I would do with it. And then I was like, what, yeah, what do you want me to do with right. it? Right, right. Now, I mean, now that you've gotten that off your chest, right. do you want me to share all my feelings too? Right. And I think that's that, kind of the point of this episode for me is mm -hmm. that, is like helping white people see up a pattern of behavior that we often do yeah that's not healthy to people of color that's why i'm sorry because i, I went on my opinion's like irrelevant when it comes to this in the sense that it happens to you more often no than no no that why did you say that don't devalue thank you no it's just what do you want me to do with it because i can also say that that you just don't know what people know yeah, no you anything, were supposed to do with it but but if i share my feelings I, this may be my own neuroses but it's like I don't want to. I guess I don't want to be thought. Not I don't want to be thought, but I don't know. I just don't. Well, what are people supposed to? You're like you have a good point. What are people supposed to do? What are you like supposed if to you, do? Yeah, if you share if you share your feelings with me and I share my feelings with you, then like I just wouldn't feel good just laying everything out there. We talk casually, mm -hmm. you know. It's mm -hmm. just like, but some of the things that I have felt in my past, based off of the things that I went through, have been fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I have to get through that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you too have to get through that. Yeah. And I, and I think you're right. I'm, I think it's okay. And I'm glad I want white people to come to me and say what they, their thoughts or how they're, because mm -hmm. I think what happens is we want to, we, we see ourselves for the most part as good people, or we mm -hmm. want to see ourselves as good people. So it's, it's also a, a, a it's like a reckoning with yourself to realize how hum, human we are. Does that make yeah. sense? And so once people start becoming woke, that's a word, you know, but then they start seeing patterns and things they've done that are wrong mm -hmm. and they don't know where to go with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we take it to people of color a lot. And I. But if you don't have anybody for color to go to, then yeah. who are you going to go to? Right. You don't have any. Yeah. Somebody, your friend that you know has black friends. Right. <laughs> I don't know and I and that's what I'm saying I don't think it's healthy because this is a new term that I wanted to introduce as well as the emotional labor thing yeah you know of just like how what how I guess what I'm asking white people is to think before you before you speak um think about what you're saying and how from someone else's perspective yeah and how it may your words may impact the person of color that you are speaking to. But we live in a, I think we live in a climate too where those who are able to self-assess and know that they have something they need to get off their chest, it's super heavy. Yeah, Like is. if you know in this climate that you live in, if you know you've got things in there, like it's real heavy. It is heavy. It's a load, and what do you do with that? And I think the first chance you get to let that load down, you just wanna psh. Right. You just want to let it go. But can you speak to damage that it could do or would do to someone of color? Like, I mean, because, I mean, and I think we've talked about a little bit about just 
I'm not the fixer. Right. Right. And I shouldn't always be the person that has to tell you right and wrong. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that gets taxing. It does. It does. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think white people are even aware of that they need to do work themselves. You know what I mean? Or where, like, what? Or they, they're not even aware that they ha- need to have to do their own research. But I think also, too, just like white people have their confessionals, I think that black people need to do more of that confessing. Mm, what do you mean? Can you speak to that? I just think that you, you say you meet people that are just like, here's all this my transgressions. <laughs> right. And then I meet people who just like, F that stuff. Like, I don't... Yeah. Forget them. Like, you know what I mean? Just move on. But you're actually angry. Mm-hmm. And you're not saying anything about it. Or you're so angry that you're inciting more anger. Yeah. It's unhealthy confessions. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think that it would be helpful if, if, if people of color felt the safe space to do that. To just... That's what I'm saying. Is like, that's what I'm trying to, like, pull out is, and say is that... Okay, what usually what happens? A white person says, "Oh, oh my God, I did this," and I know that. Like when I won't the event that we went to, the older white woman was telling us just very graphic stories that to me are kind of about a racist uncle, and that's what usually happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, that you know that's a yeah. perfect example. Is like someone you say something we say we do the podcast where we say you know, and then they they bring up, "Oh, I knew this horrible racist kick." Let's just stop you right there because it doesn't, is this helping as the conversation? We know we are coming from the premise that racism exists. It's not helping you. It's not helping me. It's not helping the larger conversation. And we're not. And, and I think what I want white people to try and do is be better at one, recognizing before we do it. But if we do say it, um, giving the space or the allowance for the person of color to say how it impacted them. Yeah, I think sometimes it can be damaging. You just maybe think of, when I was on active duty, I had a guy that was dating a friend of mine, very nice guy, loved him to death, hilarious. Like, he was the life of the party. We were drinking one day, and he tells me this whole story about how he came into the military and how he was a part of an organization that sought out black folks, and he ended up coming to the Navy because he got made a choice. He curb-stumped. Mm, What's a curb stump? So when you put somebody's face on the curb and you stump them. Yeah, Mm. exactly. So I was normally kind of the sober. I was more sober than anybody else Mm -hmm. just because that was my preference. But it was like he told me this whole story and then he started telling me all these things that they did to black people. And because of the guy he curb stumped, um, that was his reckoning where he had a choice. He can go to prison for whatever, he can join the military, which I think is funny. And now that it's not even funny, which I think is interesting is that that a person like him was given the opportunity to join the military. Yeah, that's a whole conversation. That's a whole other guy. Anyway, yeah. just thinking about that, and he was just telling me all the stuff they did, and I was just like, I really like you, and I really don't want to not like you because of all did you Were you able to speak up or say anything? I mean, for what? Yeah. I mean, what does it do for me? All I looked at him, and I won't say his name, mm-hmm. all I did was just looked at him like, God, he's like, you know, I'm not that person, but here's yes. all these things that I did. Sorry, that's it. So you just, that's a big phrase I hear. I'm not racist, but I, not I'm not like that, but, and you're like, and then so they, they either tell you of someone worse than them. Yeah, somebody worse than <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or some, yes. And so... I'm, I guess my whole point in this conversation of, like, white confessionals uh, <laughs> is I'm not demonizing any of us. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I think these are mistakes that I'm seeing in communication. I think they're 
they're what's it's a it's a minor part of something small that I'm seeing that's prohibiting good friendships. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And in, in our ways of processing and dealing with our guilt. Yeah. And I think it's it's definitely causing divides. There are maybe many we should things. set up booths around countries where people can go into their white confessional. That's cool. <laughs> and and just, just record it. Just get it all out. I sounds good to me. I mean, look, I don't know. There is that's why therapy is so helpful. Okay, I was gonna say that. Yeah, you it's know. Cathars- it's a catharsis. But here's the thing, and someone that I listened to a podcast that someone a writer was saying, a woman of color was saying, um, you have to understand, we are not therapists. This is a woman of color yeah. speaking, right? We are not therapists, and we are not trained to deal with your emotions, and we should have to exactly. So you have to think about how impacting it is to say those things. And it's all your cyclical, like, I mean, it goes back to where we started. It's like, you want me to bear the load. Slaves were bearing the load. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you now, you, you not only wanted me to do, not me, but you wanted my ancestors to bear the load and building this country and making you rich. And now you want me so that you can live a better life. Right. To... Hold on to your emotions and shit. And coddle them. No, hell no. Like, right. go get, I mean, like, I'm not saying you can't, you got to go get a therapist because I'm not one to think that everybody can afford that, that opportunity. But I'm just saying you probably need some help, which is, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, a lot of people have said that just in the folks that I listen to, like, racism needs to be treated as a disease. It is a disease. It's a public health crisis. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's real strict, stringent rules on that, but you know. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. like, it needs to be treated as a disease because if you had a disease, you wouldn't go to some random person and say, I got, <laughs> I got herpes. Help me fix this. Right. That's a really good point. Oh, wow. Light bulb moment, tweetable moment. <laughs> yeah, saying. yeah, because if you put it in that framework, then. And I, I would say it's a disease that has infected all of culture, so we're all yes. sick. I'm doing air quotes, guys. Don't freak out. Sick in the sense that we've been impacted by this. And some more than others. Some, mm-hmm. you know, it manifests itself differently. But. What do you say? Like, what is it? We, it's a, what is it, a pandemic? I don't know. Pandemic, yeah. Or an epidemic. I don't know the difference. Oh, I don't know the difference. Yeah, you don't But, know. like, some of us, it wasn't, in, it's airborne. And some of us breathe it more than others, depending yeah. on where you are. And so, so as our goal of this podcast, as always, is is to improve relationship. We'll start hopefully some relationships between people of color or not, and start relationships, and then improve them. And yeah. and like I said, the what I've seen many different times is white people as they do this work and 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 find things. You know, they start just unloading every racist thing they've ever seen. Don't right. Do it. Yeah, please don't do that to a person of color. To anybody. To anybody. I don't want anybody to do that to you yeah. because I know you wear that. Uh, you do. And I would say if you do need to, uh-huh. I think a way to do this is something that I've tried to do and I've learned this through therapy again is, is like it's not giving you an out but giving someone saying like, hey, this may be a triggering topic. This may be emotionally taxing for you. No pressure. If you don't want to talk about it, please say no. Yeah, but you, and again, because I know we've been talking about white people, but just think about what happened to you when we went to the laundromat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was hard. Should I share that story? I don't, but we're sitting here talking about white people unloading and, 
and laying all their transgressions down, but you had an instance where a woman unloaded all of her anger and frustrations and a lot of her life experiences as it pertained to racism, mm-hmm. and what were you supposed to do with it? Right, that's a good point. I'll share the story then if that's- uh, I don't go for okay. it. So I, so we were promoting an event that we're, um, that we're having, um, and we were just walking around, handing out our flyers, and um, we walked in, and this, it was an African-American older um, woman, uh, and at first she didn't understand, I think, what we were trying didn't, to do. She didn't know. And she saw me as a white person with a black person talking about race, and she just went off, basically. It was very, very, very angry at me. And mm-hmm. it's ironic because in a couple episodes previous, you asked me if I'd had any experiences with, like, an ang- just an angry black person mm-hmm. um, just going off on me. And I was like, no. I mean, oh, really, yeah. I never had. And I've just re-listened in since. And it's funny because it's true and then that was my first experience and standing there I did you know I wanted to cry and be angry and I wanted to part of me like I always try to be authentic so I'm going to stay on point with that I wanted to shout right back at her and that's a natural thing like yeah. if someone's shouting at you like you're blaming me yeah and I'm or like you're, 29 years old it's like the same thing as going in the confessional though yeah like I'm telling she's she did blame you yeah she for did for all the things and then then showed a level of vulnerability but it's like what do you do with that yeah what were you expected to do with all that? And me as your friend, I'm like, point. all I could do is grab your hand. Like, Yeah, and you were such shit. a good friend. And I have to even, and I think it's important to bring up my reaction to your reaction because I was afraid to have feelings because I, as a white person, I, I think I just have it in my mind that like, we've done so much and so many bad things have happened that that I shouldn't be crying because I'm fragile and that I'm taking this woman's voice away and so I was afraid of all yeah that. to have feelings and you're upset yeah and you should be upset I mean like oh how would you do I mean how would anybody feel if they just got chewed out and I'm <laughs> saying that lightly like I'm using the word chewed out lightly yeah she went Sam the hell off yeah and, and then came back which there that is it was like Two Face and the Joker, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it was very, very. One, I mean, and I get it because mm-hmm. I got these. These are people that I live with. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> but I'm yeah. gonna say just, just the same as people unloading all their transgressions, or there's somebody worse than me. I'm saying European Americans doing that, you know, as black folks, it can be easy to just be like, you know what your people did, and you know how they did it, and you know what we're dealing with because of what your people did, and you know what you and your people, and it's like, is that... Yes, because this is great. This, this is good. I think I think we're well. I think we're coming at it like we're coming at a place where like how can we better talk about this? Yeah, it's okay to have emotions. I think it's just in that moment. Um, what happened was, and sh- I I can't. I will never understand what that woman went through. And I want her to have her feelings. And I want her to have her anger. It's just that the communication w- was aimed at me. Like I felt, I very attack. much so felt. And so I think there's a way, I know there's a way to be angry at white supremacy. Be angry at the past. Be angry at history, but not take it out on each other. Does that make and sense? And I know there's a way to have some, feel some sort of remorse. Yeah. In a sense for what has happened, even if you haven't directly done it. Right. Or some hurt. Right. Or recognize your past transgressions without making someone else have to make you feel yeah, good about it. Right. So whether you someone else should make you feel we want to make white folks feel bad about what we've done. Mm-hmm. White folks want us to make them feel good about what they're doing. <laughs> right. 
Right. <laughs> Good summation. <laughs> like, <laughs> and neither of them work. <laughs> no. Right? Because I'm just like, okay, so now, again, yeah, so what now? What? Like, okay. Right. Uncle's race. Because I, I walked. So right. And I walked away. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, I walked away from that just upset. And both of us, you know, and it wasn't helpful. Maybe it was helpful for her. I hope it was. Maybe she needed to get a thought off her chest. But it wasn't a good. It wasn't good. Hey, it was in a it public place. It was in a public place. It was in a laundromat, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was. God bless that little old lady that just kept coming up. And then she felt the need to say, she's a little white lady. Mm-hmm. She's like, I have a Hispanic husband. <laughs> I love white people that are the peacemakers. Everyone's got a role in conflict. Everyone's got a conflict, confrontational, you know, style. And this lady, she's the peacemaker. She's like, well, like, my husband's Hispanic. I was like, woman. What does that have to do with that even? (laughs) No, she thought the lady was wrong. Right. But it's like, and then that too. It's like, again, we were in there being somebody's... You were the priest. I was the pastor. Yeah, there you go. And and it didn't. I mean, it ended, and we ended it well. And everyone. Yeah, you know, and she, she wanted was, a bunch of flyers. She wanted a bunch of flyers. She wants to know how the event went. We created a relationship. Yeah. Um. So that was an unhealthy way to see to see things. I think, but it's okay, and I think it's necessary some to share the, her experiences. Right. I think something also to point out that white people do as well, and and she did it as well as. We go on and on and on. Oh, yeah. She you kept, know what I mean? Like, she she did, but so do white people. And mm-hmm. this is, and keep repeating story after story. It gets to a point where you're saying the same things over and over. Over and over. You have made your point, We sir. get it. Like, you made your point. Yeah. We get it. And I think that's where we're at, is that I think everybody has, can make a point. We all can. Yeah. About racism one way or another, we yeah. can make a point. But it's like... What? Now what? And I yeah. think that we don't have the answer right now. No. So now what? No, we don't. Um, but I think what, yeah. what we're trying to do is get people to... To foster those conversations yeah. healthily. I love, like, the church I used to go to had these three points. And mm-hmm. I think you were alluding to it, having those three points. We are trying to increase... Awareness. Um, awareness. Mm-hmm. Foster relationships. And conversations. And... and encourage action i don't know yeah. like yeah. what are we trying to do right and what does that look like but it's it is just talking and telling all your business right well i think my so what now what well the so what would be how, how we communicate matters uh and then my now what would be learning how to communicate better with each other yeah. learning how to become a more self-aware because they will say this over and over can't say it enough this work is personal work this is not like you can't just listen to this podcast and then be like, okay, now I'm woke. You know what I mean? Like this has to be internal work. So so, so then learning how to communicate more effectively. And you said it earlier when we were just chitter-jitter-jabbering. Did I say chitter-jitter-jabbering? <laughs> You're like, look, if I have a hard time talking to my own people, how the heck am I going to talk to yes. other people yes. outside of my people of yes. color? Like, if I don't know how to communicate. communicate with my own folks. Yeah. yeah, and so again, everything I'm learning, and again, I, I model after like my my majors in communications, but then also, you know, I've been to therapy. I sit and I learn and I try to learn interpersonal communications, and I'm still learning it. So we're coming out with this course yeah. called Soft Culture Skills, How You Can Survive in America. <laughs> you are so 
good. You amaze me. <laughs> she comes up with this stuff like on the fly. I'm lying, but I'm just saying. It'll be online twenty dollars. No, <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but you were saying this. This is all interpersonal communication, mm-hmm. and it is a soft skill. It is a soft. Skill. Yeah, it is. And it's in your delivery. It's in your style. It, what I've learned, and like I've said again, is like there's ways. There's ways to say things and ways not to. Yeah. And so I would encourage my wife because I always that's where I come from. My now what is like, you know, I've, I've said it before. So like examine yourself, but then also examine the way you communicate to others. Watch how they respond to you mm-hmm. and see how how can I phrase this better? And then and I think white people as well. Before we speak, we need to think and mm-hmm. think outside of ourselves. So that's another thing that helps a lot with walking in different cultures mm-hmm. is trying. We I'm not black, so I can't understand completely obviously Mm -hmm. but I can try and see how my words or my story may impact you Mm, vice versa as a a person of color Mm -hmm. I can be very mindful of not just what I say and how I say it because sometimes I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say but I don't have to make it seem like a direct attack like full-on assault absolutely exactly this is this kind of Touches fingers with white fragility, black hundred percent. I feel like we're touching fingers with episodes. It is. It really is. is. Yeah. So but go back and listen to that one if you haven't. Yeah. For sure. It's just. Yeah. Is. It is a matter. You're. I don't even. There isn't nothing. That's the cherry on it. It's just. It is a matter of how we communicate with each other, and if we can't sit at the same table and have conversations, and because I think sometimes when people get offended, we shut down. It's like, okay, let, let, or not even shut down. Just let him talk. Let him talk. I've said it. Girl, just I'm let him telling talk. you, when just that woman was yelling at me, the only thing I kept, could think is just don't cry, you know, and just survive. Like, just get through this moment. Yeah, let her talk. Just let her. And let I her wasn't lurking, learning anything. I mean, afterwards, I was able to process and take away some stuff, but it was in that moment, nothing. Mm. It, it just, because, yes, you're right. When we hear of Roy's voice or we hear anger or... And I'm not saying we can't express emotion. Or pity because I'm going to tell you, I can't stand it when you're telling me something that you've done and you want me to feel bad yes. with you. Hell no. I don't feel bad with you. You did what you did. What you going to do now? Right. I'm just saying that for... No, that I want that. I That's something we didn't touch on is that... Like, I don't I feel think, bad for you. No, white people are looking for redemption. And I don't feel bad for you. And I, for black folks, like, I'm not... I don't excuse the anger. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm sitting here with the colonizer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what it is. Oh, we're having, yeah, yeah, you're not the, I mean, but your ancestors were colonizers. Heck yeah. My ancestors were slaves. But I'm not but, walking in that guilt. But you better not be sitting up here asking me to feel bad for you right. and, and the things that you inadvertently done or did. And, you know, I don't, not to say I don't care, but truly in 2018, I don't care. I want to know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Right. And that's the message to, bl- I can't give that message to white people. I just, by nature. Can't. No, I mean, I just you don't. Know, that's why I'm saying, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that's part of it is that is those confessionals that comes from like the phrases, like I said, if we don't know what we're talking about, like I'm not racist, but, or, oh, I know, you know, or, or we try and find someone that's done something worse than us, you know what I mean? Mm, you know, don't and t- share about it. It doesn't, tell me. it doesn't matter. But that, ha- I, but this, what I'm, I'm trying to call this or call it out is because I think it's, it, I know it happens a lot. Yeah, I can't speak for you. I'm no people like of color. Said, but just today, I was at a event where we had people from the Philippines come in and we're talking. And I was telling a woman about the work we're doing, and immediately she wanted me to tell about tell me about her friend who's a bigot. And then she wanted to tell me how how she was in a black neighborhood. And 
almost like I felt so sorry. I'm just telling mm-hmm. you, I just had to just let her. <laughs> it's like I feel so sorry for black people. You live like this. You have to lock your doors. And oh my I was God. like, I know, girl. That's another one. Look, girl. I'm sorry one, things suck no, but for I you. did tell yeah. her. Did I, did I tell? But I did tell her. I was like, well, how do you have a conversation with your friend that's a bigot if you think she's a bigot? And she was just like, well, well, that's where you start, right in your own backyard. <laughs> like I didn't say that to yeah, her. She's yeah, yeah. an older lady, but it was just like I did ask her, how do you have conversations with your friend? It was just a long pause. Yeah. So like you are going to tell me or your per- a person like you who you know has white yeah. friends or me as a black person all this stuff, but you haven't even taken the opportunity to have a conversation with that with person. the person that you know. That is has way worse thoughts or actions than you do. Uh, yeah, right. But let's gonna... tell you, let's call it out right now. Telling a person of color about it is not doing anything. No, and telling somebody that has no, I mean, and, and maybe, maybe, and maybe you're telling because you want to know what to do about it. Yes, that that could be true. And we're not trying not to tell people to share. We're just saying when you talk about it, just think about the impact that it can have. Mm-hmm. And think about the purpose behind why you're telling that story. I think I could say, and because I love people, we just, we want to relate, right? So you tell me one thing. My brain's automatically going mm-hmm. to, what do I know about that subject? Who do I know that's related to mm-hmm. it? And how can I... Connect. Exactly. So I get that people are trying to connect. I'm trying to say that that's not always the best way to go about things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we're just, we're walking on... I could say something that, and it's one of our taglines is stay curious, is I think instead of talking, I think a lot of times white people, it would be good if we could t- try and stay curious and try and, instead of just share experiences, ask questions that can bring us together mm-hmm. instead of just sharing. And talk to your friends. Mm-hmm. And then if you, if you want to be the thought leader or the one who guides the conversation or you're like, hey, we do have a whole lot of conversation, but there ain't nothing coming of it, then go ahead and cross the waters and have conversations with people that don't look like you. Because I'm telling you, my husband and I just sat in a, in, a, in a meeting too before where it was like, we were just talking about hypotheticals, not even hypotheticals, we're just talking, but there's no solving going on here. Mm-hmm. Just as much as white folks do it in just talking, talking, talking about it, we do it too. And it's just like, okay, so what, now what? Yeah. Like you want our communities to do better and be better in society. What? What are you going to do? Yeah. How are we You don't going? like that white folks have done X, Y, and Z. So what are we going to do? Like, you have no idea. It's a laundry list of complaints. So now what? Yeah. Get it. You get it off your chest initially. Yeah. And that's fine. No one's saying that. But where? Where, then is the, what? where is the actionable item? And sometimes the actionable item isn't necessarily going out and knocking on a door or whatever. Sometimes it's getting the tools to come back to that group Mm -hmm. to further the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Or for white people. I mean, it sounds funny, but if you feel uncomfortable talking about race, share our podcast. I'm not just saying that to plug it. Mm -hmm. But seriously, like say, hey, you know what? You should listen to this podcast. It's really interesting. It's two friends talking about race. Mm -hmm. And they talk, I mean, because that's the whole point in my mind. That's how I see that one of the functions of this podcast is that it's a platform for if you feel awkward about talking about it or you don't know what to Mm -hmm. say, you can use it as an olive branch. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or an invitation. Yeah. And because it is hard to figure out this stuff. I still stumble all the time and don't have answers to answers. really deep questions. You want to have the answers, Craig. I think it's funny, though, people look at you like once you have stood up and, like, decided to make a podcast, and I'm so grateful and love what we do, but like, we have answers. People look at me like, well, you know, and I'm like, you expect Jackie and I to solve 
priest. That's because I mean we we have ideas and thoughts, but your campaign slogan is the same, like very similar. It's like, well, what are we gonna do about it? Because yeah. people look to me all the time. Oh well, what are you gonna do? I'm like, can't do this myself. I'm gonna eat, sleep, pay taxes, and die. And, Oh, I, we already do that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> These are guarantees. Got that done. Yeah, that's done. <laughs> These are truths. That's really, true. the slogan is, I'm going to be black, pay taxes, and die. That's what people say. <laughs> I've never heard that. <laughs> it's stuff you can't right, help but do. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, you have to do it regardless. like, if you're human, these are what you will do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll add some more value than that. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway, I think that's all I have on that topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did our so what now what? Yeah, and I feel like we've said everything we could say, so I'm gonna stop saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I will say. Yeah. A lot of saying. Yeah. Is we definitely want you guys to continue listening on iTunes yep. and Google, Google Play, Spotify, 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 and uh, join the conversation on our Facebook IG. Yeah. Um, just keep keep talking. And with leave them. us a review on iTunes. It helps. Yeah, that helps because we are so we love this work and we can't do it without you. So if you have feedback or please leave us a review. Oh, ain't, ain't, ain't. all right. Till next time. Your neighbor said. See you in the hood.